HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back. I'm Eli Sussman for Heritage Radio Network on Tour. We're broadcasting live from the Le Creuset podcast studio at Charleston Wine and Food. Uh, we're here with the Fox brothers, Justin and Jonathan Fox. How you doing? Welcome, guys. Which is which? <laughs> we're wearing name tags. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to help me out. The name tags will help me out. And I'm joined by my brother, Max. Hello. Got a a brother's vibe going on in the uh, podcast room right now. So uh, earlier off air, we were just talking about how neither of you are professionally trained, which is is interesting because you guys have had a lot of success. Um, let me just run through it real quickly right now. So uh, you're, uh, you've, you've been on multiple TV networks. You are the official barbecue of the Atlanta Falcons and Atlanta United. Um, you've done barbecue tournaments all over the United States. You've been on diners, drive-ins, and dive. So obviously this started as, as a hobby. It started as something that at one point you guys were just doing it for fun in one of your backyards. How, how did it get started? Yeah, we were living together at the time. Yeah, we are actually living together. So. And um, yeah, we just started cooking for friends in our at our house, mainly on college football Saturdays, um, you know, cooking barbecue and cooking wings and stuff like that for, seemed like every Saturday for a couple of years. But it really just started out of like, you know, I moved to Atlanta, we're originally from Texas, um, and I got a job in Atlanta, and after, after a short amount of time, I like got to the point where barbecue in Georgia is different than barbecue in Texas, so... They didn't really have that there, and and I found the only way I could really get into it was if I tried to go you know, do it myself, and and uh, it took it took a long time to get there, but uh, that's really how it started, and and we used our friends as guinea pigs. So, so you so you had it sort of as this this fun Saturday tradition that you had that you guys would cook together. Uh, how how fast did it turn into a situation where your friends that were coming said? Guys, this is good. I think you have something here. Was it six months? Was it two years? Like, at what point did people say to you, "Hey, we eat a lot of barbecue, and this is barbecue that we actually think you could start taking out to competitions and things like that"? Well, I didn't know if they were just trying to feed our ego to, to make sure that we continued to feed them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it, you know, I think as we as we progressed, um, we we cooked on so many different. Um, like everything from from grills to 
you know I, at one point I even somebody gave me like this little electric smoker which was like a like a little R2D2 like kettle yeah so they had like a little a, element and you like put the green like in. a green egg with like yeah. a, a heating element yeah. on the bottom and, uh, yeah and and I was like oh I'll try that you know until I it was misting one morning and I went out to touch it and I got shocked and I was like well that's the end of that one and um, so really as as we got more serious like tools to cook barbecue with the barbecue obviously got better and my friends started coming around a lot more often so and from there we started having we started having parties in our backyard where we'd have bands play and you know it was a all you could eat all you could drink for a certain amount and you know first one we had was probably 70 people show up and then the last one we had we had probably 200 and 250 people show up and which our house didn't like that much but um uh, once we once we did that, we were like, well, you know, if we're cooking for this many people, you know, we can do getting some catering. And from there, after doing some catering, we met our one of our current business partners who owned a bar in Midtown Atlanta called Smith's Old Bar. And we started serving out of there one day a week. Turned in. Setting up in the parking lot? No, just well on their menu. I mean, okay, cool. And uh, and and we served it up there until we sold out and. It was one like it was week. like pop ups where pop ups were cool. Yeah, you know, one day a week turned into seven days a week, and then we had our own menu up there. And um, next thing I know, we're looking for a location. Oh, you know? awesome! So you guys started out on a really small scale and got bigger and bigger and bigger. How did the tools change, and how did the style change? As well, uh, obviously, you know, when you 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 hit that moment in your life where you had that that great idea that I should open a restaurant and then reality sinks in it's like how do I open up a restaurant and so and then you're like what was I thinking then yeah. through the pop-up and at the bar all of a sudden we got like runner-up for best barbecue in Atlanta so that's when we were like seriously hey we got to look into doing this and um so you know I I cooked in in a, in a kitchen for about six months uh, and it was a long time before that, and um, and Justin uh, was always front of house. He worked at some waiting tables and things like that. So you know, you think you know the restaurant industry, and I'd never managed people. I didn't have recipes. I didn't. I just knew how to make everything. Sure. All of our sides. I knew exactly how to make it. I knew how it should taste. I knew how it should look. And and uh, but then I had to we had to hire people and manage them and and delegate and learn to do all those things from doing it yourself with no recipes nothing so it was just like i mean it's like really i think culinary school should be the management of the operation and you should show some ability to to be able to cook but really how to how to you know do all those things that that when you run a restaurant you don't really know so it was it was a crash course i'm curious about wood and about smoke yeah when it comes to barbecue uh there's so many different regional styles and there's timing differentials based on what type of meat you're using i'm curious uh are there specific things that you guys that you love cooking more than than others are there things that you're known for are you guys brisket guys are you guys whole hog guys what do you do and what type of wood do you use and and what type of uh hot box do you use in order to do that we're from texas originally so um, we do we 
do lean more towards the brisket, mm-hmm. sausage, and uh, beef short rib. And the simpl- simplicity of the seasoning is uh, our beef is just rubbed with salt and pepper. But we're also in the South. Mm-hmm. The people that we cook for, our friends, uh, they, you know, they, they couldn't just go by what we want to cook. They have an idea of what barbecue is, too. We're in Atlanta, so we can't just... In, in 2007, you know, which is when we opened, uh, there wasn't the barbecue renaissance that there is now. So, you know, we had to... We opened our doors, and people were like, what is it? Where are all your sauces? You know, we had one sauce. And it was like, what, why, why, aren't you, why aren't you doing this like this place does down the street? And he's like, because this is who we are. This is what we want to do. And we stuck by that where we called it like a mixture of where we're at and where we're from. So being from Texas in the South, we love Southern flavors and we love Southern food, and but we love the barbecue we grew up with. So we kind of intermingled the two. And, and, and so we love cooking brisket. It's probably one of the harder cuts to, to cook. I mean, we're still, you know, 11 years in, we're still like tinkering with it every day, trying to get that right method down and and then train people. and, and but, I mean, I love cooking whole hogs. I mean, there's nothing more satisfying than just sitting there and having this, you know, whole whole hog laid out. And, and uh, you know, we burn the, we'll burn uh, oak and hickory. And uh, and we use that. That's a, pretty much the main source of wood in, in our area. So it's easy to get. And, um, you know, we're cooking a whole hog. We'll burn the wood down to coals and spread the coals out and cook the hog under that. And brisket's just it's such a hard cut to cook i mean pork is very forgiving beef has uh, such a window of underdone it's tough overdone it's dry you know and so it's just one of those things when you get it right you're like oh yeah you it. don't get saved as much by the fat content on no. the beef side the pork is like pretty much delicious whatever yeah, whatever yeah. happens you can still screw it up <laughs> you can screw it up yeah uh, Jonathan, before we actually went live, you were talking a little bit about how uh, when you when you both started, you were actually at, at a full-time job. Yeah. Um, can you speak a little bit about uh, what your job was? Were you at a desk? And, and how did you get pulled from, uh, from that world into the barbecue world? I was doing um, – I moved to Atlanta to become a graphic designer slash web designer. This is in the – the dot-com boom of the night late 90s and and uh, early 2000s and and uh, I call them uh, computer sweatshops I mean I remember my first job I was making $25,000 I thought I was like oh man I made it you know until I got that first paycheck and I was like no I didn't <laughs> uh, so I did that for several years and uh, and and started intermingling barbecue cooking into that and the last job I was at, I was not very happy at all. And, and I was just like, why am I doing this? And, and I always loved cooking. And I love cooking for people. And, um, and I love doing that and, and just making people happy. And, um, you know, so it got to the point where through the catering, through the, the bar, everything, I was working two full-time jobs. I was even, I catered the company that I worked for, our team lunch. So I, was, I got paid on top of being paid and uh not a bad racket no no so they like they knew my barbecue too and yeah and uh and they knew i was on to something and so when i got laid off they were like hey we gotta let your team go but we have three months worth of work are you interested in staying on to do it and i was like no i'm good i was i was i was comfortable enough in 
and I could support myself with the barbecue and the in the direction that we were heading that was eventually going to lead to something. And so I stuck with it, and it paid off. I'm curious because I, I, I work with my brother. We're partners in a restaurant in Brooklyn, and you know, there's just those days when you have an idea in your head, and then maybe when you share it with the other brother, it's uh, maybe not received a hundred percent the way you thought. It happens. I'm curious about how you both uh, collaborate. How do you bring ideas for, say, sides to the table, or even even business decisions? And uh, like, how often do you guys see eye to eye as business partners and also as co-chefs of a of a company? We have a lot of discussions about it. So um, sometimes they're heated. I don't always win, and he doesn't always win. But we definitely try to find a uh, a happy medium. I guess you could say. I Sometimes. got married. I got married recently, and I, I learned how to compromise. <laughs> Never too late. To Never, yes, right? and so, uh, you know, it's it's a, uh, it, I, I'm I'm more savory, and he's always been on the sweet side, um, not not, uh, you know, like desserts and things like that, and um, so we we started out that way. Now we just kind of we talk about. You know how our how our uh, consistency is doing, uh, where we are on our sides and things like that. But we we try to come together. Do you agree on all things barbecue? I would say no, but we're close. Close enough. I, we agree yeah. in a sense of like uh, the quality. Yeah. Of, you know what right. we want to do. We, we know what it what it. I, I think we both have an idea of what we want it to be and what it should be. And I, I think we agree on that. I, we agreed in the time that what we were doing was back in when we opened in 2007. I call it, it was like what we called our style of barbecue was not your daddy's barbecue, which means in Atlanta it was like old school, like these places that that your parents took you to, and um, and and they were like, you know, I was like, hey, we're just we're trying to uh, give the freshest, best product possible. And, and uh, we pull our pork to order. We do everything. So I think that's what we agree on is, is, is how, how we serve and what we do. And on that note, we're going to see how well we all know each other, how well we know our brothers. So uh, Kat is going to join us. Uh, Kat from Heritage Radio is going to step in. And we've actually got a little game where we've all picked some menus what we would order from various restaurants here in Charleston. (laughs) And we're going to see if we actually know our brother's culinary tastes by figuring out uh, what they might order and what some of their other culinary questions may be. So Kat, jump in here and kick us off. Okay, so this is the brotherly wed game. Okay, so first up, as Eli said, we have some menus in front of us, and I wanted to see if you guys could figure out what your brother might want to order at some of these restaurants. We're going to start very close by, just across the street at the Dewberry. We've got some menus from Henrietta's. So, Max, you have the uh, cocktail menu, and I would like for you to tell me what you think Eli, what beverage Eli would order from that cocktail menu. How long do I have here? you got to be quick. Rapid fire. It's not not the pineapple one. We know that, right? (laughs) It's not the pineapple one. I'm going to guess... Here we've got. Ooh, that one looks pretty. Uh, I've, not, I've got it down to two. I'm thinking it's gin. You're good. Yep. Me, no secret messages. How about the east side? It is not the east side, uh, but you're close. Eli, what was it? It was the other 
the one before one supper. Right yeah. Yeah, that was the second guess. Yeah, it was the one, the second guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna move on to the Henrietta's lunch specials. Um, the lunch specials on this menu, they have one for each weekday: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and. Um, let's see. So Justin has picked what day he would like to go on based on what lunch special it is. Um, Jonathan, what do you think? What day would your brother go eat on? Hmm. So the, the choices here are an egg sandwich for Monday, a shrimp salad roll for Tuesday, a BLT for Wednesday, a fried chicken sandwich for Thursday, or a lobster roll for Friday. I'm going to have to go with Friday, the lobster roll. You are correct. Hey. One Fox Brothers. Well done, guys. All right. Next up, we have a menu from Pliables. um, And Max has made a choice of which acai bowl he would like to eat. And Eli, you have to decide which of these acai bowls your brother's chosen to order. He chose the Power Bowl. He chose the Power Bowl. You're right. Okay. Wow. Redeeming. Wow. The Sussman Brothers. All right. This, is yeah. on you. All right. this comes down to Justin. From the same menu, Jonathan has chosen a pliable that he wants to order. And so, can you, Eli, can you pass that menu yes. over to Justin? <laughs> Justin, which of these pliables, I think you have to flip the page over. Pliables. This, this one here? Oh, no, the uh, next page. Flip it all the way over. Yep, yep, yep. Pliables. There's a lot of bowls there for those of you listening at home. You need to decide. I'm sorry, it's chia pudding bowls. (laughs) That was my bad. Pliables is the name of the restaurant. Chia bowls is a thing that they serve. Okay, Jonathan. Which one of these would he pick? Which one would Jonathan pick to order? There's a one with strawberry and blueberry. Can I say none of them? (laughs) (laughs) He did pick one. I did pick one. He did pick one. We have one that has uh, banana and blueberry. We've got one that has chocolate protein. What do you think, Jonathan? Um, Sorry, Justin, which one do you think Jonathan picked? This is a tough one. Is there one with Um, brisket? I'm going to have to go with the Chiatella. No. no. He picked the Almond Joy. I love an Almond Joy. Tied <laughs> <laughs> one to one. It's tied one to one. Okay, now we're going to move into some rapid fire questions. How are we on time? We're great. We're great on time. Okay, so Max answered the question, if he could only eat one vegetable for the rest of his life, what would it be? Eli, <laughs> what is it? What would Max eat for the rest of his life? Broccoli. Correct. Nice. Nice. Yes. nice. He said that was a very easy answer that he thinks about it a lot. Unbelievable. All right. Justin. Justin was asked, what sandwich best describes his personality? Jonathan, what, what did he say? Hmm. I'll give you a hint. He wrote next to it that he, the reason he picked it was because it was simple and satisfying. A... Grilled cheese? No. Egg and cheese? It was a BLT. Ah. Which is simple and satisfying. It is. <laughs> All right, so are we now we're two Sussmans, yes. one Fox Brothers? All right. All right, question number seven. 
Eli was asked if he could take an all-expenses-paid trip to eat his way through any city in the world, where would he go? Max, what did he say? Any city in the world. I'm not going to give you any clues. No, that would be cheating. Uh, Paris. No, it was... Tokyo. Oh, I I should have said that. A good answer. Yeah, that was a good guess. All right, last. This is an opportunity to tie it up. And then everybody wins and we'll all be happy. Jonathan was asked if he could only eat at one restaurant other than a Fox Brothers restaurant for the rest of his life, where would he go? Justin, what do you think? That's a, it was a tough question, too, by the way. Is it tough? I don't even know myself anymore um, after these questions. I'll give you a hint. It's in Atlanta. I, I, I can imagine that. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to guess that it's probably going to be... Um, St. Cecilia. No. Close. Though. What was it? Boca Lupo. Both great restaurants. All right. Well, the Sussman brothers take it. Cheers. But you know what? Congrats. You're all winners because you're all brothers. Yeah. And we're all here together. <laughs> thanks, Kat. Guys, thanks for sitting down with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know you're doing an event tonight. Yeah, yeah. What event are you doing? Boys room. Cool. We're paired up with uh, Jess Prowls from... Uh, Austin, Texas. Yeah, via Australia. And so. and what are you serving? We're doing a, a smoked beef cheek that we rubbed with our uh, hardcore spice rub. It's a charcoal-based rub. And um, we're filling that with, into a gordita. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Cool. That should be good. So. All right, so if you're down in Charleston and you're going to that event tonight, come and find the Fox Brothers and... In Atlanta, where can people find you? Where's the spot? Uh, we're always over at our restaurant on DeKalb Avenue. Um, Double just, five points area. Yeah, just east side of town. Uh, you can follow us online at uh, Fox Rose Barbecue. B-A-R-B-Q. Cool, nice. guys. Thanks so much for being here and taking a little bit of time. I hope yeah, the event goes great. Us. Cheers. Thank you. And thank you to La Crusade and the Julia Child Foundation for making Heritage Radio Network on tour at Charleston Wine and Food Possible. I'm Eli Sussman for Heritage Radio Network. HRN is a member-supported nonprofit based in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Listen to over 10,000 episodes of Food Radio Podcasts and become a member at heritageradionetwork.org. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.